Can I just yeah. lay out a suspicion? Go ahead. Are some of these guys responsible for these voicemails? No, no. Being us in the booth? <laughs> yeah, yes. No, 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 no. They no, ask no, me we just curate them. You sure? You look like two of these calls. <laughs> 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 yeah, these, these guys ask hold, me shit straight away. Hold, All right. hold <laughs> on. Which two? <laughs> I'll tell you after. There's three you guys after. in there. You see, you can see yeah, the yeah, corner yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Welcome to Dr. After Dark, everybody. Phone number is 818-253-1693. And of course, those emails keep them coming at drdrafterdark at gmail.com. Today, it is my privilege to welcome Ian Edwards, a friend of the Your Mom's House world. Uh, his Instagram is at Ian Edwards comic. You can follow him there and, uh, welcome. Welcome, uh, man. Good to I, meet you. I, I, I noticed that we sort of, uh, <laughs> before you even sat down, we inundated you with racial humor of all types, <laughs> mostly, mostly, uh, sort of anti-Semitism and uh, with a smattering of, of racism for, for other, other races as well. Yeah. And that's how I know I was welcome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I know what you're... Uh, it would have been racist not to do all that. I, I guess, right? Yeah, you got yeah, yeah. That's you know your home. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, no, you're, home. you're home with us here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of the imams house is aware that Nadav uh, counts us into these shows in Hebrew, and I noticed Ian was just like, oh. <laughs> like no, no. I was like, I was like, how do I? How am I going to know when he gets to one? So I was like, shit. Why didn't you tell me this before you started the Hebrew count? You know. <laughs> oh my goodness so you're from uh new york originally yeah you're new york originally what, what part of the city kind of originally yeah. uh, long island uh and i started doing stand-up in long island wait wait slow down. Could start city. of a sort of originally <laughs> where, where, where before that uh so this is the part of the story where i sound like a liar to people i just met oh i can't wait so when i meet people i don't really, really want to talk to them i get it so when they ask me where i'm from new york i say new york yeah but then shorthand, shorthand. Yeah, but see, I see, I'm a doctor, and so I, I kind of know when I'm being given the incomplete story. My instinct uh-huh. just go, well, tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you picked it up right away. So I say New York, and then we talk some more, longer than I expect to be talking, and then I say, oh yeah, I'm from Jamaica, too, and then before New York, and then the person's like, eh. and then we keep talking some more, and then I said I was born in England, and the person, like, you told me you're from. New York, you fucking liar. I, I, I know. Forget <laughs> the fucking liar. I love this story. Yeah, yeah. I, I want more. You, you, how, how, what? What happened here? So my parents are Jamaican, and uh, so then they moved to England. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have lots of questions. So, uh-huh. so Jamaica is a, its own principality or country now? What, what do you call it? Yeah. It, 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 at one time, it was a British territory? Yes. Yeah, so there's a connection there. Right. Do they have family back in Britain or something? Or what, what led to going to London? There was like this thing where, you know, after like centuries of wars yes. and devastation yeah, in after England. Yeah, fucking Jamaica over for a thousand years. <laughs> right, yeah, I right. got it. Yeah. But just, but also with England, with like the world war and all that stuff that went on and like didn't trying to rebuild their country. Uh, like they, uh, a lot, they had colonization in reverse. Right. Where people from all the territories that it owned would move to England and help them 
rebuild it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So my parents went like, like towards the end of that period. So in the fifties or something, they were sort of sixties. Um, yeah, sixties. Yeah, sixties. Pe- people don't appreciate. I mean, you know, they think of the Second World War as some sort of, you know. Th- ancient time right and then there were the 60s and there was some or some modern time uh-huh. but i actually was in england as a kid in london in 1966 mm. and there were fucking burned out buildings yes. bombed out buildings all over the place and all that yeah. shit needed to be fixed yeah 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 damn you saw that huh? yeah yeah i'll never forget it. i don't know how much of it i saw i just remember seeing it and just like sort of shocked me because even in my little brain at the time mm-hmm. i thought well that was that was <laughs> Mm-hmm. some other time that all happened and because you know I, I think that's more of an american thing too we were so you know disconnected geographically from it it didn't have the same kind of you know yeah, face yeah, all the yeah. time. so they were in london you're born in london interesting were you educated there first yeah do you remember like, all that yeah i remember i stayed there till i was like nine so i remember a lot of shit because that that's heavy their educational system to grammar school what we call grammar school uh-huh. i think they call secondary school don't they I think secondary school is after. Is that after? School. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and but they they uh, it's not easy. They don't like it's not gym and and art art you know painting, uh, finger painting. It's it's a it's like pretty rigorous. So they do they put the kids through, don't they? Yeah, I mean the British education system is pretty, it's it's pretty it's solid. It's yeah, intense. Yeah, yeah. And so then they came home. Yeah, they moved to Jamaica, and and then we were there for a minute, and then the Jamaican economy started kind of like not operating correctly so what, then, what did your folks do uh my father's like an engineer uh, electrician engineer uh-huh. and my mother like she used to do something in england she used to work for the telephone company yeah like i think it was so old school back then like plugging the lines doing the doing yeah, 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 yeah 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 like uh uh-huh. one ringy dingy yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, let me connect you <laughs> yes and, you know all that old shit yeah oh wow yeah it's so weird that we're talking about this my do- we were watching uh, Mrs. Maisel, my daughter and I, she's oh, 30, uh-huh. and one of the Maisel's jobs was doing that. And uh-huh. my, my daughter was like, what, what is that? What, <laughs> what was happening then? But I thought, oh, that is they, crazy. That, you know, so, yeah, like last night, at the, just to jump, but we can come back. Last night, somebody we was with last night, like we mentioned George Foreman as a boxer. Yeah. And she was like, he was a boxer? The grill guy? <laughs> just the grill guy? And you're like, shit. With all the kids named George? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they had no idea. They it's just, too weird. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah, it, it is. And I think, you know, I think, oh, here we go. There's George. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was a great fighter, too. Yeah. He was brutal. That guy was strong yeah. as shit. And, and I think some of this is the phone and millennials and i don't know they're not connected i feel like i was more connected people could have talked about you know jack benny and i would know who they were talking about yes uh and that was i never saw him but i knew who they were talking about right now there's like huh who's johnny carson what i think i mean i can't even keep up with the stuff that's going on now yeah it's not even an age thing maybe that's it so much stuff that is available you can't before there was a limited amount of things that you were showing. Yeah. And then it was an amount of things that you could understand everything. And then there wasn't that much content. So they showed you, they use a lot of old content. That's so true. So you could stay connected to the past. Well, that's interesting. So so mm-hmm. you're saying two things. One was we'd all share the same content. We'd all mm-hmm. see the same stuff. Yes. And on Saturday or late at night, mm-hmm. they'd play the Cary Grant films. And yes. You'd see those on TV. And go, Oh, that's what that is. Even, even if you just caught a glimpse of it at the corner of your eye. Right. It. 
Yeah, you're right. So weird. I wonder what this is all going to mean for this generation to be so disconnected from the past. Mm-hmm. It feels like they they also disconnected from the, some of the principles and ideas of the country with that. It all just got, everything got left behind. Right. I don't know how you re-entrenched all that really. So where in Long Island were you guys? Uh, in Uniondale. I don't know where Uniondale is. You do? Is it in the middle of the island? No, I don't know. Oh, you don't. Uh, it's like, you ever heard of Hempstead? Yeah. It's right next to Hempstead. Got it. It's a shame that I lived in a part of town that I have to mention the other part of town yeah. so people know where why, I was. Why I'm guessing there's a reason. What's the reason? I guess Hempstead's more popular. Their, so- their sports teams were better. Yeah. yeah. And so did you go to school out there or did you, do, I mean, did you go to college in the region? or? Yeah, I went to uh, New York Institute of Technology. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and well, I, I went were you going to be an electrical engineer too? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> I went there to become like a physical therapist. Oh, okay. And they have a biology program. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was doing it, and then we had the part where you have to dissect the fetal pig. You don't like that? I mean, I couldn't find anything that was on that chart on that pig. (laughs) And I felt like I cut through so many important veins and shit. Yeah. I was like, I got to get out of this. I'm (laughs) I'm going to hurt somebody. somebody. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to jail. And and then comedy right away? or Uh, Took some communication courses and stuff like that, and then got into comedy. You know, all by accident, but... When you look back, it was all a part of whatever plan that I had no idea. Tell me more about that. Because when I went to that school, it was to play soccer because they had a second division, uh, a D2 uh, soccer program where I was trying to walk on and get a scholarship. Yeah. And then I went there for the biology, right? Yeah. But I didn't know they had communications classes that had film and TV writing. And you were just more, more interested in that. Yeah, and then as electives, I started taking those as electives, and then then I switched completely to that, and then I ended up doing comedy. Comedy stand-up? Stand-up, stand-up. And did you just go on an open mic, or what happened? What was your first sort of, you know, people, usually there's a moment where people go, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that. Uh, I used to work at this Burger King, and uh, in Long Island, it's uh, Newbridge Road and Hempstead Turnpike. So I used to work at the Burger King. And uh, also, I'm, I'm, you know, I told you the part where I'm an immigrant. And so just like assimilating into America, like, like all the stuff I know, nobody can really relate to it when you first move to America. You know what I mean? Because of the where you grew up. Because of where I grew up. And you probably, I, I hear a very faint accent. Yeah. You probably had an accent back yeah, then. Yeah, I had too. an accent. Strong yeah. accent. Yeah. And then, like, even the black people, even black people, right? The shit I grew up knowing, eating, liking as a black person is completely different than the black people I'm meeting. You know what I mean? Yes. So then... There, there is... That's one of the interesting things that I think needs to be kind of contended with. Mm-hmm. African American mm-hmm. is not black, and it's not, right. a, and black is not a unified experience in America. It's not. It's a lot of different things, mm-hmm. and you share stuff, share a lot of bullshit that mm-hmm. we, that everyone deals with, um, with darker skin. But but it's not all the same experience. It's not all the same experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I'm coming from a country that's black with a different culture. Yeah. With but there's some similarities, like you said. But it's a different culture. So completely, I had to like learn how to like. Without knowing what people are talking about, but try to be a part of the conversation. Got it. And uh, almost like, being you, almost like a new out. language. Almost like you didn't speak the language. Yeah. Yes. 
And so comedy came into that. Yeah, there was a guy at work who worked at the Burger King. His name was Greg Ellis. He's funny as hell. Like the shift time would go faster because he was there. And I'm like, I'm behind the grill, putting the, the frozen meat, meat patties in the grill. Greg is on the fish side and this side is the burger side. So I can see both sides. But Greg is just like just having everybody laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like laughing and shit. It's like, what is he doing? You know? And then I was like, oh, when you're funny, like people like you. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, how old are you at that time? I'm like, it's like in my teens, late teens. Yeah. But I'm learning, like, but I got here and I was like frozen. Like, shit is just coming at me. Like, people are talking about things. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I speak English. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm right. like, I don't know what song you're talking about because yeah. that's not what I listen to. Yeah. I don't know when that happened in America because yeah. that shit didn't happen in Jamaica. <laughs> right. I don't know football american football the football i play you kick it yeah you know i don't know all these basketball games that you're talking about because yeah. i never seen we didn't have that channel so i'm like like so most of the time like I, I like to interject with information on the topic and watching greg and seeing how he did comedy made me realize oh you don't have to know the topic you just have to hear enough context to interject with something funny. Yes. And people will laugh and include you. Yes. So then... It's pretty good I insight for yeah. a 17-year-old wherever you were. I mean, because yeah, I had to figure something out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm this guy on the outside. Yeah. And everybody's having fun. And it's not like they didn't invite me. I just didn't know how to get in the door. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, comedy. So then I started to stop looking for, like, knowing all this information that was impossible to know and see how to slide into conversations by being funny. And then that took a few years. And then one did, day... Did you know you were funny already? Yeah, because I was funny. I for, when America was so fast, yeah. or I was just so confused and young at the time, that I forgot that I used to be funny in Jamaica and England. Yeah. Jamaica and England, I was killing it. <laughs> you know, I was killing it. You could a couple other venues for you. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I, but I had the context of those countries to be funny, yeah, without even thinking about it, yeah. And then, uh, so then, being in the Burger King and feeling feeling outside on the outside in school and at work, and then seeing Greg, I was like, all right, it was a conscious thing too. But, to but be you funny. weren't. But you weren't thinking I'm gonna have a career in comedy. No, You're thinking no. I'm gonna get on with people with comedy. Yeah. So I'm gonna get in. Yeah. I wanted it to be funny just to survive socially. Yeah. You know? And when did it become more? So when it became more, is like, so now I'm the second funniest person at Burger King. Greg's like, still the funniest. Greg is still the funniest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm his feature. You know what I'm saying? I'm opening for him on the, on the grill. You know, you know I'm, I'm sneakily trying to be a tag team with him, you know, without him knowing. And I'm getting my jokes in there. People are liking me more and shit. And then... Uh, to the point that they moved me to the drive-thru to take in orders. And uh, I'm always clowning. The drive-thru is always like my first microphone. So I'm always like... Oh, interesting. People come up. Yeah. They're giving their orders. And I'm yeah. like clowning, talking yeah. shit. Yeah. And then Would one, people come back just to get, get a piece of that? I mean, then I should have got a piece of what they ordered. Yeah, I suppose. Of, that's yeah, true. Yeah, Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. 
Now that you think about it, Burger King owes me some money. That's right. Yeah, for sure. So then one day I took some guy's order and then he pulls up to the window because you can't see. He couldn't see me. They can't see you when they're giving your order. They yeah. say, hey, man, were you the one that took my order? I said, yeah. So you're funny, man. You should try comedy. And I never thought about that before. And as soon as he said it, I'm, something has never resonated with me so much. That, that has got to be a first. Mm-hmm. That a, a customer at a Burger King drive through sets your career off. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> amazing. And so did you then what? You didn't know what to do, I'm sure. Like, what do I do? How do I do that? Well, as soon as he said it, I was like, that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Wow. No, no question. Like that voice. I'm sure you have like a voice inside these of you. These moments, yeah. That, those moments feel, that tell you. To me, like feels like there was a voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah It was yeah, like, yeah. like, oh yeah, I, I, knew, I knew something right then. Yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely that moment. So you're going to do comedy and you're going to figure out where to go. I knew there was a comedy club on Long Island called Governors because mm. there was a flea market. It was behind a flea market <laughs> where we used to go spend our paychecks. Yeah on a Friday. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm going to go to Governor's. And I went to Governor's to find out what night their open mics were, started doing their mics, got, watching their mics first. And then uh, I was like, I got to build a set. So then I was like, uh, whatever I say to people that's funny, I'm going to remember it. So I'd make a note of it. And then uh, that's how I built my first set. Are you, do you tell stories too? Do you like telling stories as a part of comedy or is it just? Now I do. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do. Like, That's a new thing. Yeah. It's a new, newer it, thing. Yeah. But I still want it to be like all jokes. Yeah, of course. Not just like a time killer to get to. Yes. To yes. finish the 45 minutes. No, you need people laughing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, to me, when I see you guys where I zero experience in comedy myself, but, mm-hmm. but I talked a lot to you guys and that's the thing that's always astonishing to me, how you can keep keep people i saw uh ralphie may once uh mm. take an audience apart and i thought wow that was that was an astonishing thing to watch you uh-huh. know when i was a huge audience about three thousand people Damn. and i and i watched waves going through the audience i like the people you know lifting their heads up and <laughs> crouching down with the laughter uh-huh. and it was i and he i talked to him the next day and he goes yeah because that happens once in a while he goes that's that's power, huh, man? And I go, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even know what that was. I've never seen anything like that. So it must be fun to, to keep people still laughing. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, I worked with Ralphie too. Oh, no shit. Like, I met him as a writer. We were both writers on more sports. Yep. So then it, that bled into our comedy. But I, I met him in a writer's room. So yeah, Ralphie was, the thing about, you're saying about Ralphie, sometimes when I, he wasn't as big as he got when I met him. Yeah. But I'd go see his sets. We perform at the same place and he would be as funny as you just described, but he wasn't getting that response. Oh, interesting. So it's funny sometimes how, I don't know what it is yet in comedy. Sometimes like I remember seeing Wanda Sykes and be like, she's funnier than what she's getting right now. And then all of a sudden everything catches up with each with, with itself. And there's the moment when, they're doing what you described Ralphie doing. Is that the audience catching up with them or is it them sort of attuning the timing to the audience or sort of listening to the audience? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but yeah. there is that moment. But but once it's everything syncs up, 
it's on and popping. Like yeah. that person. Does it keep going that way? It, it just keeps, keeps going that going. way. As long as they keep doing what they're doing, it's on and popping and they're undeniable from that point on. Interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of undeniable, uh, I hope you're ready for what we got for you here today. Uh, this is it's a little different. Uh, you can be funny. Uh, and people are just funny generally in what's going on with, with, in our world. Nadav, you're leaning in. Do we want to start with some voicemails maybe? Sure. Let's All do right. that. Let's do it. All right. What's up, armies? This is Anthony from uh, Northern California. I have a question about sleepwalking. Um, pretty much as far as I can remember, into my childhood, I always like did sleepwalk. I mean, never anything too crazy. Probably the craziest thing I ever did was I made my breakfast once and put it in the fridge and found it in the morning. Uh, I haven't really done anything like that in years, but one problem I do have is I sleep eat all oh, the time. Geez. Like, I'll wake up in the morning and there's like a pint of ice cream next to my bed, gone. Or, you know, I'll find, like, crumbs, crackers and stuff in my bed. Uh, it's like every single night I pretty much get up and get something to eat. I don't remember it. So yeah. I was just wondering what what is that? It's, it's sleep, it's sleep eating. Yeah. Thanks. I'll be coming up in there. You bet. So uh, sleep disturbances of that type are common. Uh, essentially, anything you can do awake, you can do in your sleep. Mm. Almost anything. And what people normally complain about is eating and sex. Because the partners don't like it so much when the partner's <laughs> asleep and you're they're trying to have sex with you. Uh, so I really, if it's eating and you can't control it, you know, he could just as easily get in a car too. I mean, that happens oh, sometimes so. as well. And it can be really, or you can fall down some stairs things. So you really ought to get a sleep eval, like see a sleep specialist. Something is disturbed in your sleep mechanisms sometimes it's like a seizure activities it's not seizure per se but kind of has that those qualities uh and there's techniques that they can and medication they can use to help kind of put a wrap on this a little bit but it's hard or he could get better roommates who stop eating shit and leaving it by his bed in the uh, morning making him think so making him think making him think that he's up there crazy yeah, oh, yeah i love it yeah so i mean I, you should like film it and Put a you know this paranormal activity. Yeah, to make movie, sure it's him. To make sure it's you. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It might not be and, you. And, and to be fair, uh, people that have sleep walking and sleep disturbances have have all kinds of sleep mm -hmm. disturbances, as I said. But not everything is you. If I you, mean, if, if you had that roommate, if you had a roommate, do you know sleep? That's what I'm saying. You, you you're not gonna fuck with him. Aren't you a normal human being Stay to walk. see an opportunity to forget, have some fun? Forget normal human being. Young male. Young male. Young there male. You it's yeah. on. Right. It's on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, this is the this is the equivalent to drawing a penis on his face. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. So if, this we're a, is, if we're a heavy sleeper, there'd be a penis on the yes, face. Yeah, if they're a light sleeper, we're gonna fuck with you, make think you did something. Yeah, I'm, you, you ate my ice cream. Buy me back the ice cream. <laughs> so now I ate the ice cream, and now I get you to buy me back another ice cream. I love it. So I love I'm it. just coming up as a roommate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> so here's an email. Uh, it's mm -hmm. about premature ejaculation. Uh, is there a treatment for nutting too fast? Anytime I have sex within 45 to 60 seconds, that's it. Uh, I'm able to keep it going for another 5-10 minutes afterwards, but definitely doesn't feel the same and uh, not as good the rest of sex. I'm 30. I've had this issue since I was 16. I assume being young, it was normal. Even with several partners over the years, it never makes a difference. Uh, to overcome this, I always start off with a lot of foreplay and make sure to get the woman to orgasm multiple times before we have sex so sex just becomes a, quote, a bonus or in her case, she just calls it irritating. Uh, <laughs> doesn't really bother me too much, but just want to be able to 
do go longer and always found it odd. It never changed over time. Keep it high and tight. Well, you're still young, so it will change over time. <laughs> Just you haven't waited long enough for one thing. But uh, he, I, he's taking care of it the way you should take care of it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think he fixed it. He fixed it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and usually it's the case, of, you know, all these kinds of issues about taking too long to ejaculate or too short to ejaculate can, can be worked out with a couple. They can mm-hmm. figure out what's right. The The only part I would I would say to him, though, is if he's, I, get, I imagine it's oral sex he's doing before, right. before intercourse. And uh, and if that's multiple times, uh, your partner could be a little sensitive, right? So she's mm-hmm. maybe greatly relieved that you only take 45 seconds. But even that might be a bit much. You might want to check in with her on that, which reminds me, Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day when I was doing Love Line, we had a Jamaican guest. I can't remember he was a musician. I can't remember who it was. But he went on for quite some time about oral sex and how it's not a Jamaican thing. Yeah, it's not. Uh, there's, there's and I've never songs. talked to anybody about it since. But, but, uh, there's songs like ridiculing the men who do it. Uh, yeah. And it's a sign of manhood to, in Jamaica and dance hall culture to not do it. And don't ask me where it came from. <laughs> I I just hear it in the clubs. Well, I used to hear it in the clubs when I went to the clubs, but that's a hundred percent. Like, it's not a, it's not a man thing to do, or it wasn't. I, everything changes. Yeah, hopefully, it's but it wasn't up. a man thing to do okay, in so Jamaica. Maybe it's lightening up a little bit now. Yeah, yeah, and if you did it, then you lied and said you didn't do you it. You didn't tell anybody. Yeah. The other thing he impressed upon me was the I forget exactly what he said, but his horror that women bleed. Sort of that was like you do not yeah. know. So that's why is that part of the same? I think that's a part of the. Yeah. the like you know, women bleed, so why am I putting my head down there? Is that? I, I guess mean, so because he. Well, yeah, I, it's I not think my thing is just. <laughs> you know. I know. I know. I, yeah. Somebody I get to ask about this, yeah. and and I my recollection is, and it may be quite a little inaccurate, but that somebody had called who was willing to have sex during per- a menstrual period, mm-hmm. and this guy just freaked out. Like, oh, no <laughs> fucking way. How could you? You're you're some sort of, you're not even a human. It's sort right. of how he looked at the guy. So is that still a thing? I don't know if it's still a thing. I haven't checked, but it, it that was felt, definitely a thing when I was growing it up. It felt almost like it had a religious overtone to it, like somebody was like telling kids about it or something, because he was really adamant about it, upset <laughs> about it. No, uh, I, I don't think a lot of if there was there's like, you know, the manliest. I don't think there's a, a religious thing to it because the manliest of men or like like people who are even considered like criminals or bad boys. That's their stance. So it's it's I don't think it's a religious thing. So it's not a, it's not, it's not a purity from. thing or anything like that. Right. It's not that kind of stuff. It's just is the the, the nature of the culture. It's yeah. so interesting. Do you, do you think it has softened or maybe I got to check. I, I'd be curious to know. I'm going to go to a club next week and find out. <laughs> Just <laughs> see if the songs are still the same. If yeah. the songs are different, then I know it's changed. It's, if I don't hear one song, there used to be like anti-gay songs too. Oh. That were like hits, you know, like, so like the, club bangers. It, it's, I, I'm trying now. Those are two different topics though. They're not related though, are they? Well, I guess they're not manly. They're not, they're they're not one, related, but like they're related it's, in the it's manly all the thing. macho. The macho stuff. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. All right. My husband was a freak accident, resulted in a complete dislocation of rib two and fractured rib one. Takes six to 12 weeks to heal, but wondering what is safe to have rib uh, Whatever is comfortable for him. Whatever he can deal with. Not yeah, me. lady. No means no. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, what was the rest of that question? She wants to know when they can have sex again. 
Oh, okay. And it's like, you know, it's like as soon as he can tolerate it, he's just over and he's off, you know, off the open. I'm just impressed a wife wants to have sex. That's pretty is, impressive. Is that nice? Yeah, yeah. She's a good woman. Yeah. I uh, hope to get your thoughts on loneliness. Jesus Christ, where do these... Uh, <laughs> we got some fun voicemails, too. All right, let's get some voicemail. These are getting depressing. Go ahead. Hey, Dr. Drew. This is, I'm a 23-year-old male from Kansas. I was just wondering, how important is attraction? Because I know there's always that bullshit of, like, looks don't matter, whatever, but there's this girl I was seeing for a little bit that was super awesome, really dope. Like, we vibed out. Everything was great. We had sex one time when I was drunk. But every time we hung out sober, she just, I didn't find her attractive, really. And there was just no, like, uh, no desire to have sex with her. And eventually that kind of killed things, and I let it, like, die off and everything. Is that wrong? Is, is, is Do looks really not matter in a relationship, or... Is being sexually attracted to your partner All right, got an it. essential part? Because that's what makes sense. I don't fucking know. All right, keep feathering it, brother. We'll see you later. You, we will indeed. I, it sounds like they could have worked that out because it doesn't sound like this guy is ever not drunk. This yeah. dude is. This dude. Yeah, I mean, maybe he had a few minutes where he woke up there and sort of went, "What have I been doing?" He went right back in. So I, I'm more concerned about that man than your than uh, your relationship with that woman. But okay, uh, and maybe he's going to start a new trend when people get drunk and call this show. But leave voice message. It sounds like when he said he wasn't attracted to her was when he was sober. Yeah, so he just correct. met her through beer goggles. Yes, correct. So to, in order for their relationship to continue, he just has to be an alcoholic. That's what I'm saying. He, and he's, he's, got that, he's got that in hand. He's, yeah, he's yeah. good with that. But to, to, to get a little more serious about it, um, using buddies kind of get, you know, she's probably drunk too. You know, the right. using buddies can have a lot of sort of a, it's not really attraction. It's almost like shared, like they're sharing something. Right, right. And in that, the using together, they have sort of a communion that they find appealing and get some high and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that's not really attraction per se. But it's really, it's, it's an interesting question, right? Mm -hmm. So how important is attraction in, in a relationship? And this is a, and I don't think there's a right or wrong, it's, I'll frame it by, I don't right. think there's a right or wrong answer because people are all over the place with this stuff. Right. But what do you say? It, I mean... So you, you brought up an interesting point about using buddies, yeah. which, you know, could mean anything. Could be something bad or it could be something good. Like a couple could like uh, uh, theme parks together. Yeah. And that's the thing that keeps them together. Yeah, that's right. Just going to the, or traveling or, you know, drugs or a specific drug doing that together and looking forward to moments like that, like Molly. So, or they could just be in love. Some people don't even know why they're in the relationship could be one of those things or it could be some some, the some vestige is, of the past it just fits you know yeah, some, that something's fits. working so it's, it's so so let's think about this mm -hmm. so so what we're both saying is something's got to glue people together right right and and sometimes one of the things that happens when people have been together for a long time is they've built a life together and so they have mm -hmm. all kinds of things that they share because of that even mm -hmm. though it might not have been too strong at the beginning it becomes strong because of the life they've built together right. and the kids they love and the experiences they have and that kind of thing that's what they hope with arranged marriages and it but that's why that it works, works. Yeah, yeah it kind of works i i wouldn't wish that on somebody but mm -hmm. it does work um but but i i really feel very strongly that there's got to be something something you right. know and and sexual attraction and attraction is sort of the most common i would say wouldn't you say right it and whatever that something is it's got to be something that you wake up every day 
you know, remembering, experiencing, excited about, whatever it might be that you mm -hmm. want to be with that person in some sort of, I call it renewing or glue. It's like there's, there's a renewal that's always there. And whatever that thing was there at the beginning, mm -hmm. just like back to alcoholism again, it's like recovery. I used to say it's recovery from alcoholism. Like like today, I didn't drink. Today, I'm, I'm excited about this person. Today, I'm into it. And mm -hmm. probably tomorrow, you will be. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Unless there's something about it that is truly flimsy, that will just sort of melt away. I don't know what that would be. His voicemail sounded totally flimsy. Yeah. And I feel like him calling drunk means that he also left some important shit out. Oh, sure. About, like, like, <laughs> oh, sure. like she could have broke up with him. <laughs> right, right. And right. he's playing it off like right. he broke up with her. Right. Or maybe she got sober and he's not attracted to her. It's like, I'm not dating this sober chick. Or, or and, when she's know. sober, she starts calling out some of his bullshit. Right, right. Yeah. So, his his voicemail can be taken with like it's almost like how it's like looking at a CIA redacted report. Yes, with all the lines through drawn through. You, well, and it, and where's, and where's the full report? Here? In a way, this. that was like your your history you gave me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Carefully I left redacted. Some shit out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> left much shit out. Yeah. Yours was like we'll leave this chapter. I will just start over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an like, important chapter. Yeah, it's, it's like I'm I'm a different human being to you if I leave all that shit out. <laughs> to me, yeah, yeah it's yeah, true, yeah, completely. But but there's but embedded in here is a really important question, and and it's something I think a bit about. I, I think it's not superficial. He said it was superficial to rely on a, attraction, whatever that is. It's all kinds of attraction too. I mean, people mm -hmm. can be attracted just sexually without having, you know, feeling the person is necessarily beautiful or anything like that. They're just, mm -hmm. somehow there's a thing there. Um, I think it's important. I, I think to minimize it and to and to sort of call it something superficial and uh, I mean it's it's I'm not saying everyone sh has to feel that but right. I, if somebody does feel that it shouldn't be um, dismissed. They can be I think it can be an important glue in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. At least I, I agree with you 100. And, and at least in the beginning, like the attraction might keep you get you there and make you spend the time to get to know the person. Yes. And then you could fall that, in love with that part and, of the person. And, and in a healthy relationship, yeah. that must happen then too. That right. must also be there or else it does not work out. Right. I, I've noticed something else I've never talked about here, I don't think. Um, when, you know, men will sometimes, men, you know, each man has his own sort of sweet spot, right? You can always tell, you have a certain type and a certain this and a certain that. Mm -hmm. And when he finds a female partner, I'm, I'm talking about heterosexual couples, mm -hmm. who... Um, he is into like really into and can say will say things like this is the love of my life mm -hmm. sometimes the women like that adoration so much that that's what is glue, is glue for them right i i've seen couples like that where the the woman is so um turned on right. by his being so turned on by her yeah that's it men don't do that i, don't, I haven't seen the opposite i haven't seen a, a, a man do that like i agree with you like uh I'm from New York, so one of the places I'm from. So, <laughs> well, for everybody else, you're from there. <laughs> I'm from New York. I'm from New York, y'all. <laughs> Worked in the Burger King in Long Island. They got dude. the Burger King. <laughs> you know, people Spooks. here don't don't appreciate how huge Long Island is. They they think of it as just some, some little suburb. It's it, shit. How yeah. many, it must be three million people in that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking big. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you're saying but from New York. Yeah, I'm from New York, so. Like, words mean nothing to New Yorkers. Like, you have to sh prove it to me. Like, don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. Interesting. You know, so as a guy, 
Like I'm into like showing women I care for them. How do you do that? Uh, just, just listening, going places, spending time. But sometimes that hasn't been good enough. Like so, I so would this say, is important. So, yeah. so you mean focusing on them and Focus. listening to them and just and just and and then responding accordingly with what you hear, right? Yeah, and spending time with them and yep. going places with yep. them, and uh, but then, you know, but I would find that what's more effective was like telling them how you feel about them as opposed to showing. Well, that's interesting. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have trouble doing that. Yeah. And that's me. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm it's from New York. Too. I'm showing you. I feel like there's more value in showing you. Like anybody can tell you anything, but the person who's showing you really means it. We're going to an interesting place here. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, I, like you, it feels uncomfortable to, mm-hmm. to gush. Right. And riddle me this. Tell me if this is not true for you. Mm-hmm. When you see another male gushing, you think, He's manipulating her. What's he up to? Yeah, it could be manipulated. Like, you, you immediately think yeah. that's what he's up to, right? Why is he? Why is he doing that? He like, come on, that's not. They, it doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if me. they manipulate or not, but it feels like something. Something's not right. Something's up. Yeah, exactly. Women shouldn't trust that. Yeah, because anybody can tell you anything, but somebody who does it really means it, and especially when you live in L.A where people promise you things you didn't ask them for yeah. and then don't deliver. Yeah. You know, like, and you just, it's like, I just rather somebody show me. How know? long have you been in Los Angeles now? Oh, a long time, like almost 20 years. How do you like it? I like it. Yeah. yeah You're yeah. in a good part of town. It's a beautiful part of town. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you, but even though it's so superficial, well, you're kind of away from the West Side stuff where you are. No, I mean, is, it's, it's, I'm still in it. And, and that's the part of LA, the superficial part. Yeah. That uh, it very, took me very different than New York. Yeah, yeah, very different from New York. Yeah, yeah. It, it just took me a while to get used to it, used to it, and accept it because I didn't understand it. Uh. I thought it was unnecessary. Uh. I thought if everybody just did what they were supposed to do and and did what they said, this thing would still work fine. But that's not not the way it is. So then it, it's just like any type of thing you get used to. Once you get used to it, you can deal with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, it's, that's kind of your story. Mm-hmm. Right in all these different environments, you've had to adjust, adapt, grow up. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. So, all right, another voicemail. Hey, Doctor Drew. My name's Nathan. I always get these giant ass boogers. Like, <laughs> they're huge. They're like the size of the tip of my pinky. I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I getting these giant ass boogers? What's going on, Doctor Drew? Definitely gonna come on up in May. <laughs> The most common reason for that is people that snort a lot of cocaine. That's, that's what I think of immediately. Exactly I, what I was thinking. When I think of that. But, but those guys got big-ass burgers. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's more a function of a lot of different things. Even just the hair in your nose and stuff that captures stuff. It can mm-hmm. be how your, you know, the septum is configured in the blood supply there and things. It, it's just you. And uh, there's even a theory out there I've seen where that nose picking is adaptive for some people. Like they need to get the shit out. On the mm-hmm. other hand, I've seen a recent study that showed if you do too much messing around up there, you cause uh, the potential of uh, well, chlamydia, particularly that oh, organism, word. getting up to the brain and being associated oh. with deme- dementia. Oh, shit, I got to so, stop picking my nose. <laughs> so maybe the nose picking has some liability associated. I don't know. <laughs> Here's a question about coming. That guy just needs to, listen, you know you get a lot of boogers. Just wash your face and take care of your hygiene before you leave the house. You know what I mean? Yes, and stop, please. And take it easy on the cocaine, like Dr. Drew says, because yeah. that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's yeah. like, yeah, this guy's a cokehead. 
Didn't we have a video of a guy pulling a ridiculous thing out of his nose? We'd have had that. It just gives me the creeps to even think about it. Remember that? Yeah, from a while ago. Yeah, it was a, what's the matter, Eddie? Doesn't doesn't appeal to you? Yeah, I remember that was yeah. the one that they did can, on the live show. Can I just yeah. lay out a suspicion? Go ahead. Are, are some of these guys responsible for these voicemails? They, they don't actually, they aren't the ones actually calling. No, no. Being us in the booth? Yeah, yes. no. No, 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 no. They no, ask me to just curate them. You sure? You look like two of these calls. <laughs> 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 yeah, these, these guys ask me hold, shit straight away. Hold, All right. hold <laughs> up. Which two? <laughs> I'll tell you after. I'll Three tell you guys after. in there. You see, you can see yeah, in the yeah, corner yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and he's been standing up for himself lately. Watch yeah, out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> He's had, he's, had a, he's had an ass full of our bullshit here. <laughs> Good for you, man. Uh, all right. Is coming a form of peristalsis, much like the way the large intestine pushes out shit? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I mean, peristalsis is spontaneous contracture of smooth musculature. It has a neural network associated with it, but, but semen is pushed out in spasms that are activated, again, through... Peristalsis suggests that it's kind of continuously going. These are sort of, that's why it's called an ejaculate. It's being pushed out for just a specified period of time in a repetitive fashion. It is smooth muscle to some extent. There's also skeletal muscle involved, but mostly smooth muscle. Yes? I'm learning so much about coming. Yeah, you will. This is I, wonder, show. I wonder if like I uh, use that as a way to ask girls to have sex with them, the way you just described it. Like, would you like to have me uh, sp spasmodically contract my smooth musculature? Yeah. <laughs> that that's how, they, they think that's romantic. That's, that's romantic. Right, the way you just phrased that, that's <laughs> poetry. Let's do it right now. Oh, my God. God, these, these emails are so crazy. All right. 36-year-old male, no neuropathy, had a physical nurse practitioner casually mentioned, you have a little blood in your urine, but the tests are very sensitive. Could be nothing. I'm going to let you know. I was on crutches from a car crash earlier this year. I heard on episode 189 that all forms of blood in the urine are bad other than drinking alcohol regularly at the time. Could a recent car crash have caused this or is it always something that requires professional help? So it depends what she means. It's a zero to two red blood cells. You're probably okay. And if there's sort of normal smooth red blood cells, that's especially not a big deal. Um, you know, just check it again. A couple of red blood cells here and there. It's something worthy of note, but not at all always uh, related to anything at all. Uh, other than being a you know sexually active male, they're common for that to happen. I don't think it has anything to do with your car accident. Uh, no, no, number one, you're a real doctor. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and number two, the the listeners to this show refuse to get medical insurance. They are like, let me just. Yeah. send in Dude, the email even, and get this fixed he, that way and save me some money. Even when they have insurance, they won't ask a doctor. It's like they're afraid to or ashamed to. or Well, you know men. You and, don't I feel, and I feel them on yeah, that. You, like you, that as too. a male, you don't want to go to a doctor, period. You yeah. just don't go. And mm -hmm. so, like, hey, I know the, like, this, will be, this will be fun. I'll yeah. ask him. And the, the sort of extraordinary thing about shows like this and Loveline that we used to mm -hmm. do in the past, the, the, the questions always start with the penis. It's always the first place. Right. It's, it's never... <laughs> It's my ra rarely a rash. The penis is the actually the only time when men will go to the doctor. When no, if it's not working, when it's not working yeah. and it doesn't get better, because usually right. the whatever it is, they'll go. It'll go away. Right. That's actually how men get in trouble. Like mm -hmm. with, with syphilis, the primary oh, lesion sure. goes away. And then oh, you get sick. secondary syphilis. And so that's why we see secondary syphilis because men just go, hey, it'll, uh, I don't, I don't want to, if my penis falls off, fine. If it doesn't, I don't want to know. Mm -hmm. And uh, people get into trouble waiting. So Damn. don't wait. Because syphilis uh, ruins your mind, right? 
if you never a certain percentage of cases if you never get it treated if it really goes on for long periods of time yeah, mm-hmm. you can do the called neurosyphilis neurosyphilis no bueno no bueno no. damn <laughs> any questions do you have yeah, so yeah 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 what do you got <laughs> Man, i don't know i might have to go to the doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> you might i'll help you out anything you, got? anything you want in your mind i've been you forgetting things a lot lately dr drew <laughs> so i'm just well, wondering I, I, as long as it's just names names we, yes yeah. it's just names yes and uh as wow. as we age name word word retrieval name finding just goes and the other thing is in when they study aging mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. but as you as we get older the, everybody complains about memory mm-hmm. and when they study it really what they find is not so much memory the word finding is one of the things that is part of it mm-hmm. it's actually working memory which is the ability to hold something in mind while you do something else right right you kind of lose it i used to be able to hold three things in mind and do something else and mm-hmm. be working on those three things now i got to focus on what i focus on yeah. and that's it so that's sort of the shrinking of working memory which fucking sucks it's crazy man like me and a bunch of comics and i thought it was just me were talking about forgetting names yeah. first of all i was glad that i wasn't the only person yeah there. it is a relief when you hear that isn't it yeah it's, it's a relief I, was, oh, I thought i just really like here we go did too much gummies <laughs> over the over the, the the pandemic and that's what caused it but it's good to know it's everybody and it's good to say hear you say but i could be looking at somebody i know and talking to them and yes. forget their name yes. yes and then panic because yes. i have to say goodbye to them or there's a point in the sentence where their name is supposed to come up i'm not supposed to know it and i'm like i i just feel like Damn, I just don't even know how to, but I'm glad you said that. Well, let me share that misery with mm-hmm. you because it happens to me all the freaking time. Damn. And it's especially horrible when it's like a family member and you have to introduce them to somebody. Yes. And it's like, why am I, I'm not, I can't remember my wife's name. What yeah. is going on here? You know, the, it's not ever quite that bad, but it gets close sometimes. I mean, people I know well, yeah. probably looking at and just go, oh my God, I, this is ridiculous. And then the panic. So that's what you and I share, which mm-hmm. is, when, and then when you panic, you block. Yeah. And now it's impossible. And so, so what people do is you now you try to find strategies to get out of mm-hmm. it. And that's, you get to be funny at least. Yeah. I mean, it, I ran in, I was with this girl that I was dating, but I ran into this girl that I like. And uh, so all three of us were standing on the street. And so I introduced the girl that I like to the girl that I was dating. Oh boy. But I couldn't remember <gasps> the name of the girl that I like to introduce her back. Oh. And but she quickly just said her name. Oh. But there was the pause. I'm like, I'm never gonna You're done. You done. Name, name is... Yeah, yeah. First of all, you see me with another girl. Yeah. And then I forgot yeah. your name yeah. to introduce you to that girl. Yeah. I was like, let's go. Come on, let's go. Let's and and women do not accept as an explanation. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I liked you so much. I got anxious. Yeah, yeah. And, and I got I anxious. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, yeah, sure you did. I actually liked you so much. I premature ejaculated. <laughs> it's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, or, or I couldn't ejaculate. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I was so excited. This is a compliment. <laughs> and you're killing me for this compliment. <laughs> oh, my God. That's very funny. All right. Voice message. You got one more for me? Yeah. Hey, Dr. Drew. This is Mr. E from Canada. I've got a question for you. I don't find this sexually appealing, but for some reason I'm attracted to my neighbor and the other day the thought came in my mind that I just want to put her in the tub and piss on her. And I'm not even like home here now, you know, I'm not thinking about moving to 2395 apartment 2C east side of Harlem. Oof. The Robert Wagner housing. You're so scaring me more. <laughs> what in my mind is wants me to just put her in a tub and piss on her? 
Uh, keep it high and tight. Bye. So, do we have any TikToks from him? He sounds like he sounds like somebody we might see on TikTok. Uh, I mean, but, not but from Mr. That, e. Yeah, and the fact that he knows uh, Robert Paul's home address, which I, I've been to his home, and I don't know his home address like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't have any kind of opinion about what makes somebody into a particular... I mean, there's certain kinks and stuff you can kind of connect sometimes to certain childhood experiences and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. You're knitting on people. I mean, usually it's sort of a dominance thing, I guess. But mm. but what does that mean for a given individual? I don't I don't know. You have any ideas? Uh, first of all, this is definitely one of them. One of them <laughs> called? Yeah, this is one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking uh, at him. You're right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I missed you're looking, it. You see, you see, you see him. Yeah, fucking all this time. Yeah, yeah, I missed it. Yeah, yeah, it's hey, incredible. Man, that's what I'm here for. Uh, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. This was one of them. But I'm not going to say which one. Well, you know, I did speak to Mr. E, and I do have some follow up things. Oh, let's. Do you? No, 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 it's oh, not me. Sorry, sorry. No, but but to me, like, what was it? It's not me, Chad. Stop pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting to me is that I actually, I believe him and that this, I do is, too. And I that do. this isn't a sexual, like, preference for him. It's just an intrusive thought that yes, keeps recurring. Yes, correct. That's what he's, uh, you, you, thank you for clarifying, because that yeah. is what he described it yeah. as, and that's true. And so, I'm, you know, what's, even if it were a sexual thought, I, it's sexual in the sense that it's a male-female thing. I think he's saying female, right? He didn't even say yeah, he said her in the tub. Uh, yeah, yeah, her. And it just sounds dominant. It sounds dominant, right? I'll stand over her while she's in the tub. And yeah, and I her. didn't know if he meant pee on her before he killed her or after he uh, killed yeah, her. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that information was missing. But, and, but uh, you know what? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to say something awful. <laughs> got to say it. <laughs> you got to say it. <laughs> well, it's that it feels like it's in the same continuum with that, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like death, it, murder is next. It's, it, it, I'm not saying it's next, right, right. but I'm saying that kind of dominance thing for some people includes crazy shit like that. Right, like you wouldn't be surprised if he murdered her after. I mean, I would be surprised, right. but, but, it, but I find it odd that it occurs to me that dominance, I don't understand wanting to dominate another person. So when people say it, I get very mm-hmm. kind of confused. So, so... Like I like what you said about uh, the dominance thing, yeah, and it might ne- not necessarily be sexual. Yeah, like are we, there's so many, so much information missing from a person like this. Correct, like, correct. Can this person who left this message still get a hard on anymore? Interesting right? question, right? Or is and this a requisite for a surrogate for that? Like it's yes, replacing exactly. Yeah. So it's still Ooh, that's with interesting. Penis, that's also it's really sexual, interesting. Yeah, it's still sexual, and it's still. Like and if she and if in his mind he believes she wants it and she would like it, then he still gets the satisfaction of like pleasing. I, I just uh, a couple maybe a week ago interviewed um, a guy that studies serial killers and things, and he was telling mm-hmm. me about these dominance impulses that people have, mm-hmm. and and I guess there's a it's way more than we realize. People have these sort of desires that mm-hmm. are either sexual or non-sexual right. or back and forth and, and it's mysterious to me I, I don't quite get that desire to do that but it is he was convincing that it clearly happens mm-hmm. uh, it's clearly there it's part of our human experience and it just occurs to me that the urinating thing particularly non-sexual has that same quality to it mm-hmm. so uh, you'd, you'd wonder, you'd wonder with him, you, do you have kind of aggressive feelings towards women? Is this somebody you desire from afar and you can't have her, therefore you want to do that to her? Right. That kind of thing. Um, no judgment. Literally no, yeah, no judgment. judgment. As long as he doesn't kill her. Right. Then, right, I'm, then I'll do a little then, judging. Yeah, <laughs> then I'll do some judging. If you kill her, we'll judge you. We, we're going to judge that. Yeah. Oh my, my God. I'm, 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 that's what, you ever have a fantasy of like saving the life of the woman you like? Sure. 
you know, especially when you're young. Or, or some kind of, some, some sort of saving. Some act yes. of valor. Yes, That yes. will get her into you. Oh, that was way back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it, that, it's, <laughs> it's like, yes, I had that. But, but, it, but it has remained as to be a protector kind of To feeling. be a protector. Yeah. But that's, yeah. to me, this is kind of like an advanced version of that, but kind of means the same thing, you know, because... Like when you save a woman's life in your imagination or do an act of valor in front of her, then she's going to be attracted to you. You wish, you hope. You wish, you yeah. hope, yeah. And then this kind of is like, this woman is attracted to enough to him for her to let him pee on her. I see, you know I, I mean? see. And not kill her. And not kill her. <laughs> so. but which, and not kill her, but does it still doesn't mean he won't kill her. Right, right of course. You know what I mean? Like he might not be satisfied. She might be satisfied at just to pee and like, He's like, no, I got to kill you. Ian, I love you. I've never gotten so deep into this misbehavior before. But it, this is but real I feel shit. You. This I feel is real you. shit. It's real shit. Yeah. All right, give me another one. I want to do some TikToks in a second. Hey, too. Dr. Mommy. This is Mello from Michigan. I'm calling to ask you a question about um, medication. I'm stopping my antidepressant medication because I haven't been in therapy. And I've been just honestly better without it for a while. But I'm noticing one thing. Um... I'm a lot more angry. Mm. Like, I'm not suicidal. I'm not depressed or anything like that. Now that I've stopped taking my Zoloft and um, Wellbutrin, I've just, I have random bouts of rage. Mm. And uh, is there a way to fix this? Because I don't really like it. Thanks. Yeah. You better believe in coming up in May. Love you guys. So, uh, uh, to, to quote the great uh, Ian Edwards, <laughs> the information is left out. <laughs> I'd like some more information here. Uh -huh. but But just to try to piggyback off what you have said um we don't know what you were like before whether whoever was treating you with the zoloft and the wellbutrin had in mind to suppress some of these rages mm -hmm. um zoloft does work very well at suppressing irritability and rage sometimes irritability can be a sign of the depression coming back before you sort of are aware that the mood is off but you're really not describing irritability you're describing sort of rage outbursts which is a little bit of a different thing I don't normally experience that as a withdrawal syndrome. And again, we don't know how long you've been off these medications. That would help me if it's been, more, say, more than two or three months. Very unlikely that it's, then it's anything to do with the medication at all and something to do with whatever the underlying condition was they were treating in the first place. So uh, what can you do about it? I mean, I'll let you sort of struggle with it, Ian. Any, any thoughts about dealing with explosive rage? I'm just, I'm just glad that he's aware of it. Yeah. And the fact that he's aware of it, you know, it's just stay aware of it. Yeah. And then maybe if there's like some process that you go through to, you know, when people hyperventilate, they breathe into a bag. Correct. If there's, all right, all right, I'm angry. And then whatever the steps are you do to like take the anger down. Yeah. You got to stay on top of correct. it. Correct. And yeah. things like cognitive behavioral therapy can be, that's exactly what Ian's talking mm -hmm. about. It can be very helpful for that. But you've said you're not with a therapist. And I don't know if that's a financial thing or a motivational thing, but if you could get in for a little while, even like three or four weeks, it might really help you sort of get some things in place to help manage this so you don't have to go back on the medication. Yeah, get the process from them and then leave them. We are way... <laughs> like, it's like... It's like uh, it's don't like, pay that bitch anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like I took this acting class once and they charged me just to uh what's that when to audit the class i'm like oh, yeah. normally you audit for free yes and i said why well, we got to pay to audit because once you learn what you learn you're going to learn the the acting system in this audit yeah so whether you come back or not 
you're going to know it. You're going to benefit from it and you're not going to need us anymore. You're not going to need us yeah. anymore. You might I get need it. to come to keep working the muscle every week. So then just go and that's all you can afford. Just use it. Go and use it. I agree with you. I actually agree with you. Um, but but there is embedded in this question is another thing of mm-hmm. the excessive use of medication in this country. Man, we, we, yes. we try to solve every problem with a medication. Mm-hmm. And as an immigrant, I bet that strikes you as weird. Yeah, it does strike me as yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, even therapy which i agree with is still weird <laughs> that's true you know, we, we run to it there's no when i was going to pinch jamaica there's no therapist yeah that wasn't like a job yeah you know what i mean well and like, you know what else i've noticed i've been thinking a lot about lately is that we're all running to therapist but really so much of what's going on in this country right now is really not the so much the mental health piece but the spiritual piece we yeah, are just right. empty spiritually and we just this shit just not right yeah and we got to get that shit right and a therapist is not going to get it right it really is engaging mm-hmm. with humans and the experience here and uh, and i think that's more what other cultures do automatically yeah I, like church is our therapist and you go at every sunday once a week but I feel like you could deal with a mixture. I think, you know. Two, exactly. There's limits yeah. on both. There's yeah. limits if you, you know, you start having serious mental health problems. Church, that's nah, mm-hmm. only going to go so far. You keep relying on mental health treatment or you have a spiritual problem. Yeah. Whatever. And again, I'm not personally not saying you need to go to church. I'm saying you got to solve your spiritual problem. Spiritual. For some yeah. problems, it, for some people, church is a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Great way to do it. Speaking of spiritual vacuum, let's go to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> What's this TikTok guy? Uh, all right, hater fans, that's what I'm calling y'all from now on. I just made an example out of a rude mouth young man that had no right to post something. And I assure you that he got shut down bad. You will be next. Is he missing his front teeth? Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks like there's some stuff. Missing. Yeah. I, I, okay, is, he, is there more to this? That's the whole thing. Uh, whatever. Yeah. People, people doing whatever. hateful shit on TikTok. I'm, it's an old hat now. Like that, that that hat looks like a toupee though. It's very weird. What is it with adult, older adult males wearing you know backwards baseball caps? I mean, this guy, I, I just wouldn't mess with him. You know what I mean? I know you just you just move away. You yeah, move, it's, it's like you, yeah. like I, who's sending this guy messages to piss him off? Well, like, just to just to fuck with him. Just yeah, to, it's like poking a bear or something. But once I see this video, I, I was in mid typing. To attack him. <laughs> like, let me go attack somebody else. This guy, this guy will find you. Uh, what if he like, he's got the time. Think he likes peeing on kids, women in a tub. <laughs> I was thinking about that yeah. too. That's a, yeah. that's funny. I think it might be. Yeah, if you're he, his neighbor, move. <laughs> Give me another one. King, what the hell? Uh oh. Speaking of moving, <laughs> he's pretty fast. God, it's amazing what meth will do to people. <laughs> It's sped up a little bit, but I mean, he's just practicing his martial arts. All right, good for him. Just people are so impressive. <laughs> Look, I was like looking at the background, trying to figure out where they are. Look, was that? Yeah, what is that in the background? You said meth la- before. Is that a meth lab in the background? Uh, it could be. Cause it looks like bottles of water. It looks pretty clean, though. Yeah, clean. you're right. That's usually a chaos. Could we get a zoom on that? Like a, a, one of those. Zoom in? Like the, Yeah, like, like we do with our phone. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I know he's trying to get bitches because his shirt is off. Of course. And he's showing that he can protect you. But yeah. can he protect you from himself? So so what is the, the impulse in the... Oh, look at all that. 
We're zeroing in closer now. Yeah. So he's hydrated. He's hydrated. He's <laughs> hydrated. <laughs> but what is it with guys, Ken Shiro, real star official? Hmm. But with men that don't, aren't able to look at themselves, <laughs> they, they aren't able to understand how they are perceived. Mm-hmm. And, and I would argue that most adolescent males start that way. You know what All I mean? Right. A, lot, a lot of them. Right, a lot of, right. just, they, don't, they don't know who they are or how they look to other people. And some men never get past that. Right, right. And I kind of, it kind of breaks my heart when I see it. I don't like it. But, you know, in his defense, which I don't know, I, haven't, like, I don't know how many followers he has, right? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes people follow you for the wrong reasons. But of course. He might, may or may not, he might say, let's say he's delusional. He doesn't know why they're following him. He assumes they're following him for the reason he thinks they're following him that fits his criteria yes so he's like i'm gonna keep doing this yes yes the reinforcement you're right that's how that's how social media takes people off the rail all right let's get another one get ready with me for my ex's funeral he died last week and i want to go see him so i could say so long i don't want to put too much makeup on i don't want to steal the show (laughs) you can't forget the lipstick (laughs) there it is he used to like this color. I'm going to pick up a jacket and then I'm going to leave. I'm going to wear my fake fur. Oh, my God. This is the outfit. This is the <laughs> outfit. I don't want to look too nice because this is a funeral. Yeah, of course. I think we're, like, so have a, we're in a trailer there, right? Isn't that what that wood paneling's all about? <laughs> like, but but you, I look at somebody then and I go, what was, imagine what she was like at 18 or 24. Is that... Is that uh, I wonder if that's what Adam Carolla calls an <laughs> a F, wait, F-H-C. He, we, I, F-H-C? Susan, I'll tell you in a second. Susan and I were at a bar one night waiting for him, interestingly, mm-hmm. and um, this woman assaulted us and she was wasted. I go, oh, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she, speaking of not being aware of herself, I, I, I mostly the alcohol, but, but she mm-hmm. really had a sense of herself and she was an, older adult female mm-hmm. and we got to dinner and adam goes oh sounds like somebody had a run-in with an fhc and i go fhc what's that he goes, formerly hot chick oh, hilarious. <laughs> I go, oh wow <laughs> do you think this lady could have been an fhc because she doesn't seem to get how she's perceived right now like not age appropriate sort of thing Ended i mean up. she seems a little chc to me like currently a, hot chick. Currently, currently hot chick. Hot chick. Hilarious. Currently I, hot I think chick. it's FHC. I, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> if at all. If it maybe not though. You know what I mean? Because there's there's a definite overlay of uh, uh, humbly and with peace and love white trash here. A very very definite <laughs> white trash overlay. I, I, <laughs> oh, no, is he see it? <laughs> no, no. I just think there's this. Uh, you, you know when old people. This is just old people trying to do young shit yes. on the internet. Yeah, but sometimes it's because they don't perceive their... I, I don't think I'm as old as I am. Do you think you're as old as you are? You know? No, no, imagine I definitely that, don't. Imagine if that were really bad. Right. Like you were very old and you still thought you were 22. Yeah, she's acting like, you know, those makeup tutorials. Yes, yes. Where girls like, get ready, get, get ready with me. I'm going to a this, I'm going to a that. Yes. So she's doing that, but that's like... Some twenty-year-old yes shit. That's what. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's exactly I think yeah. what that is. And and that, now let me give you a confession. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I've been working on, like I spoke French for many, many years and I got really shitty at it. I wanted mm -hmm. to get back to more conversational France. We're going to French this, mm -hmm. this summer. And uh, I started watching a lot of YouTube videos and I started, I like people to speak certain kind of French, like perfect French. Uh -huh. And I found it was all young females doing makeup tutorials. <laughs> and so, and in French it's called maquillage. And so I have a whole library of maquillage videos. Sure, sure. <laughs> sure, you're watching so them. Do, feel the maquillage. Sure, That's what sure, you're watching them to learn French. All right, so, whatever, bro. So, so if you go on my phone, you see a bunch of makeup tutorials. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, not cross-dressing on Friday. As long as your wife buys it, that's all that well, matters. Well, that's really the matter. Yeah, and she wants to go to France. There's not a lot of cool Jews. <laughs> which is true which is true and this is further proof of that we started with racism we're ending you, with you racism you mean I can find Duolingo and you can't find <laughs> no I do I do tutorial. I had to laugh at myself because by the time if you look at my YouTube pages I've got a bunch of these women doing say, they're really not just makeup tutorials but sort of product reviews and that, they're influencers <laughs> French have a very rich world of influencers these mm. women make a lot of money right. so they're like 3 million followers just for talking about uh, you know, lip gloss and uh, you know, sort of steam steamers and that, just crazy and stuff. She, and that old lady was one of the people that was influenced. And, well, <laughs> you're right. You know? That's 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 right. Yeah. That's true. I I have patients that age. They they get very influenced by stuff and they buy stuff off QVC and things. And mm -hmm. they're when they die, their homes filled with a bunch of unopened boxes. You, you know shit. what? You know what's funny? Like when when I was a kid, my parents looked older than they were. I think old back when we were younger, our, our parents and older people looked not, their age. Looked their age they looked their age. They were not afraid to to age, be their age. To be their age. I know. Listen, when you <laughs> but now, older people, including me, we don't want to look our age. She doesn't want to look her age. She doesn't want to be the age that that she is. It's like we just. It's a different type of. We're a different breed of like of like people so go on mm -hmm. I, i've been studying some of the television on me tv like it's anthropology research Hilarious. and you go look at the love boat and you see the actors and actresses that come in there they they, they paraded through some of the the greats you yeah, know yeah. shelly winters on there or sporgnize on there you know, people from the, the the golden era of hollywood mm -hmm. came in there and they, you, you look up their age. They have beehive hairdos. They, uh -huh. have, they look seventy five. Many of them younger than me. Oh shit! That's many crazy. of them. Many of them. And you look at that, and you just go, oh my god! And and people sort of looked forward to being, being mature. Yeah, being yeah. they would sort of accentuate mm -hmm. the some of that stuff around age forty five. Yeah, yeah. And they'd start to look old because you had people like Sinatra in his prime. He was what. 60s yes 50s 60s, 60s. yeah so like you look forward to like being james bond was like yeah so what did they call mm -hmm. sinatra when he was 70 chairman of the board chairman of the board and so being old had respect yeah. and you'd look forward to that and being respected eat none of that now no, right, now right. how do you dress like this you mm -hmm. dress with a hoodie yeah, you yeah, dress yeah. down you look like you're not like yeah, you're exactly. either a kid and certainly not the chairman of the board mm -hmm. Weird. Because they because they park older people now, they, uh, yes they try they try to like they it's like it's over for you. you I know? think it's part us and part society. Right, I think yeah. we don't want to get old, and we we have the advantage of living at a time when you can exercise and nutrition thing and do mm -hmm. things to kind of push it back a little bit. And and I recommend it. I recommend right. it to everybody. But we live in a time when um, I mean, think about 
Don Draper in 1963, he's 45 mm -hmm. years old sitting in first class with his skinny tie mm -hmm. and a dad and a son walk by and the dad goes, look, son, one day you work hard, you could be like him. Now you walk past the guy, you go, fuck that guy. Right, right. What's up with that asshole? Uh -huh. You know, it's weird. We've just completely shifted our sense of what is respectful or who should be respected. And right. I don't know, good or bad. What do you think? Uh, there's always good and good bad. And bad. There's agree. always good and bad to good and bad. Right. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. Ian, it has been a pleasure. pleasure Our time man. here is up. We right. will. Anything you want to promote? Tell people about. Uh, when uh, are we? What, where are we here in the calendar, Adav? Should be around January twenty seventh. All right. Somewhere. Like you mentioned before, just go to my Instagram at Ian Edwards Comic, and you and can Ian. hit the link tree in the bio. And all my upcoming dates will be there. I'll have updated it by the time this airs. Yeah, so this date's there. E -I -A -E -I -N Edwards comic. Ian Edwards comic. We'll mm -hmm. see you guys there, and we'll see you all next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.